0: So, last week we talked a bunch about judgment, and now we're going to kind of clarify what we discussed last week. So, I invite you to go back to last week's podcast and take a listen so you're kind of in the know about what's going on this week. Great conversation. We talk about judgment. We talk about definitions of judgment. We talk about grace and just our general approach and how everything— everything falls back to the love of Jesus Christ. Want to know more? Stay tuned. This is The Truth Response.
1: The Truth Response.
0: What are we talking about today? Glad everybody's involved. Good. good, good, good. This is good. This is good. Wow. I mean, I don't know.
2: The, you said you had some stuff that you wanted to talk about, <coughs> so, so I want to hear what you want to talk about. So you your controversies, so that well, Derek no, no, can No, no, no,
0: no. I was and again. You can yell back and I'll so, just mediate. <laughs> so I was uh, when I was. Um, and welcome back. And. <laughs> So when I'm editing the podcast, uh, I reviewed it, and um, it just kind of—first of all, last week I thought was was really good. Um, So um, I just want to get that out of the the way. So So listen to last week. If you you didn't listen to to last
3: week, you better, because Mark said it's really good. That's right.
0: It's got Mark's stamp of approval. But I just want to talk about grace. I mean, because we we spent a lot of time talking about judgment and judgment of of Christians and that kind of thing, and I— I'm concerned that anybody who's got questions and that kind of thing that may be looking for answers and have stumbled across this podcast um, may be thinking that now Christians are just judgmental and all we're doing is picking at each other. So I, I kind of want to delve. You're in. absolutely right. I I kind of want to delve into yeah. grace a little bit.
2: So let's 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 follow up last week real quick with sure. the whole <clears throat>
3: You guys gonna hug but, it out first? I think you ought to hug
2: it out. <laughs> Here, hand hug. Hand-hugged. Oh that you should you <laughs> okay, also so that. Totally that was nice. um slightly feminine. But so okay. last week I last week <laughs> The thing is that most people from the outside looking in, from what I've been talk- told, right? Mm-hmm. From people who are on the outside looking in, in churches in general, um <laughs> they're the ones that feel judged. And they're the ones that we're we are here to give and extend grace to the most. Not saying that, that we shouldn't extend grace to to those inside the church, right? Because um, we absolutely should, but um, yeah. the people outside of the church should feel more grace than judgment. And what, what the thing is is like, I feel like we have not held the, the people in the church to a standard of judgment that we should. We've extended them too much grace too.
0: How do you extend too much grace? Grace because without
2: Grace without correction?
0: I'm gonna defer Go to the defer to the our I was pastor. waiting for
3: you to you start yelling hey, at us. Well,
0: not, at well I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to refrain from being okay, emotional. So,
2: so how do we how do we bridge the two? Because both have to be within the church. Judgment and grace have to be within the church.
3: It is, I mean, yeah. With, you, with church people. you, Yeah, yeah, you, you do find that. I mean, you find it in, in Scripture. You find, we've talked about it, I know, at some point. Uh, the fine line between, it, it's kind of like a teeter-totter. Like, grace is on one side, and truth is on the other side. Judgment, yeah, you're calling it judgment. Right? Correction. Correction, yeah.
2: Judgment. Those two things, whatever.
3: they have to balance in order to really provide a healthy environment and there has to be a, f- a fair deal of that that comes through uh, self-conviction, through studying Scripture and allowing the Holy Spirit to work on you, but then we have we are called to hold one another accountable as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a big piece of why we ought to gather, is to hold one another accountable, and um, the whole iron sharpening iron things, right? It, Iron sharpening iron is not an easy process, it's a very hard process, and it, it's a painful process if you're the iron, especially. Um, uh, and and Jesus refers to uh removing the dross from gold and like all of that process, which is which is um hard and challenging and uh painful in a lot of different ways. And so, we've just got to recognize that a we are all sinners in need of grace, right, as a Savior. And then two, we all want to bear His image in a more effective and appropriate way. We ought to want to bear His image in a more appropriate and effective way. Um, man, I, I don't know if we, if we do that well. I don't know if we do that right at this point. Um, so I, I don't know if there's a really good answer to it, Right now, or a good model that we could say, "Hey, look at this over here," and that the, that group really has it, really has it together. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't think there is any one group that is that is doing it well. Either you've got the group that is all about grace, you know, everybody everybody gets a, a participation trophy, or you've got uh, the groups that are all about judgment, and we are the only Christians, right? And then somewhere in between is where we ought to live right and you know i think that is it's with that heart that you know we're a part of this this movement in the mid-1800s called the restoration movement the stone campbell movement and the heart behind all of that was they saw all of the judgment that came from the judgy church people and then they saw they saw the fact that there needed to be a line of grace and they work to find this this middle road, where you know one of the big tenets of the of the restoration movement is um, is Christians alone, but not the only Christians, or only Christians, but not the only Christians. Oh, looks like I need to know my church history a little bit more <laughs> than I do. Um, <clears throat> but. Uh, you know, it's a statement kind of like that, and and they take a lot of those things. No creed but Christ, um, so uh, no book but the Bible. Where the Bible speaks, we speak. Where the Bible silent, we're silent. Even though I don't think we really do that really well.
2: I don't um, necessarily agree with it. Yeah,
3: I don't necessarily agree with that one either. But uh, we've got to find that good that good middle of the road. I'm on page twenty one seventy four. Okay, you got that? For those of
1: us who are late to class.
3: Yeah. Lizzie just arrived, in case you didn't hear the door close. There you go. Um, so, I don't know. I'm just rambling right now, and I'm ready to stop rambling and start somebody arguing. <laughs> okay, somebody arguing. All right, arguing. Turn, right? Oh, All right no. so...
0: I mean, right, I... Good. I, um. So, let me take a stab at this. Stab it. Stab it. Are you stabbing so, me this time? No, or? I'm not stabbing anybody. Man, <laughs> I feel like... No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This said by Derek's <laughs> wife. <laughs>
2: Say that again, so that everybody can hear
0: it.
1: What?
2: i had you muted.
1: Oh, <sighs> how dare you! How so dare that, you that means
3: there's me? really no evidence of what she just said.
2: That's right. So, Mark, stab away. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, um, I guess my whole issue with I got to be careful because I'm not really wanting to start an implosion here. Yeah, you do. What? Well, be careful.
2: Okay. Let's define <laughs> terms as we go. Okay. Yes. Because I think that'll
0: help us to. To be on track with each other. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, So, uh, my, again, so going back to what I said earlier, uh, there was a lot of that word judgment Mm -hmm. bantered around last week and how, you know, Christians are going to be held more real quick. Yeah. Okay. So, when I say judgment,
2: I meant accountability Mm -hmm. and and holding people accountable, not condemnation. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people, I realize. After it was being said this 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 afternoon, um, that judgment is probably closer, like thought of as condemnation. And I, I don't mean condemning. I don't mean judging in that fashion. I mean like keeping people accountable. Well, like, when you go calling back, people out. When you, you know?
0: go back and listen to last week, you, uh-huh. you uh, one of the statements was. Um. um Christians will be judged more harshly than non-Christians or, you know and I'm kind of paraphrasing that that mm. that comment. So I have so now I'm getting I'm trying to get my head around okay we have God who is judging Christians and grace is supposed to fill in the gap. Mm. Is that a true and fair statement? Yes. Ooh, questioning. Like
3: I just need to I need to understand what you're saying is yeah. because' too broad of that. trying to understand okay it, yeah.
0: because because all right, let me go back and go back and, and I'm gonna just kind of repeat what I said yeah um, because I'm having trouble getting my head around it and and, and this is was this was my fear is and I'm listening to this right and trying to get it ready for for publish and uh, and I'm having trouble now. I'm having trouble getting my head around um, the statement. That God will judge Christians more harshly, or that that's was the belief at anyway, so okay so if, if if we are being judged, how does grace f- fit into all of that? I'm
3: not sure there's any true biblical text to back that up here's what i here's what I'm hearing and and um help me understand and clarify or let me just make a couple statements so the, f- the first thing that, that I think of is where Paul says where sin in- in- increases grace increases all the more right to help us understand that there's nobody beyond the grace that's offered through Christ okay so um, I'm, I'm hearing that kind of coming out and then on the other side of it the only the only people who are called into a greater account are leaders. Right. right. So if you are a teacher, if you are in, in that overseer, pastoral role, that's that's what's stated in you're the right. text. You're okay? right. So we can argue the other stuff if you want to, because I'm, I'm always happy to argue with you on stuff. But <laughs> the what the text says is that if you're going to step into one of those roles, you're going to have to bear the burden of what that means. And you will be held to a higher account than little jimmy who
1: would you say that then that would also be at, if you're choosing to be a parent and being a christian then you are put your putting yourself in that position to be held more accountable
2: or just a disciple making disciples even
1: mm-hmm. i mean i think we...
2: we know the truth here's here's my 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 only argument with like uh, i i think that you're right i think that leadership is going to be Held to an even higher account, mm-hmm. but I think that Christians are going to be held to a higher. Account. I don't know what that looks like. Okay, and that, let me let me that, state that. I like, guess that's what I I'm trying to understand. I don't know what where that you, looks where you like. say that when you say that Christians are held to a higher account. Wh- well, what? then how is leadership and with what? Like, but what is how is leadership held to a higher account? Because we're
3: res- we're responsible with shepherding. Right, we're responsible
2: with the. But how are you held to a higher higher account? What does that look like in the end?
3: I would say it's, it looks like um, where, uh, where even there's some condemnation that Paul brings upon the brothers who uh, are leading people astray and sure. teaching a false gospel. That's where accounts going to come, right? Okay. Yeah. If you're leading people astray and teaching a false gospel and, and you're, you are taking people away from grace and pointing them away from truth— then all of a sudden, like, there's got to be some judgment, some condemnation. That makes me think about even when Jesus mentions, hey, there will be people who come to me and say, Lord, Lord, and I'll look at them and say, I never knew you. Right. And why is that? Is it because they were the ones who were teaching and leading and trying to to build their kingdom when they've been called to build Christ's kingdom?
2: But can't even a lay follower do those things? I mean, hey, sure. they can spread false Should they? Yes, gospel. that's the whole point. Go sure. and make disciples. No no, 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 no. I mean the spreading the false gospel part. Yeah. Well, like, I, even yeah. lay followers can do that. Sure. I mean, we, we see it a lot, actually. We see a lot of people who claim Christ and yet change what Scripture says. I mean, we're seeing that a lot on TikTok, even. Mm. Like, let's go social media route. Like, that's where a lot of, a lot of people are there's a lot of people on TikTok, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody can deny that these days. And so like there's a lot of people I mean, I guess they have set themselves to a higher, but even then, like mm-hmm. they're they're spreading lies. Mm-hmm. You know, they're spreading false doctrine and they're not set as head of a church. They're mm-hmm. not as a as a an overseer or a shepherd. So those people would then also I would assume right? the I mean same. they're trying to influence,
3: right? They're trying sure. to influence the kingdom. And we all should be. We all should be. Exactly. Right. And or that, we all that, are. That, whether, right. Okay. Yeah, there you go. We all it. are. Whether we're parents, whether we're whether we're children, whether we're brothers, sisters, like we're all we all have influence on the world. We all go to work. We all interact. We all engage with somebody somewhere on some level. So yeah, we do all have influence of of some sort. So Are we going to be called on into account for those relationships that we have i I mean that's part of that's part of the judgment process accountable
2: to it but we don't know what that looks like and that's what i'm saying like we don't we don't know what that looks like however if those of us who know right we know the truth Mm -hmm. regardless of what level we are in the church whether we're an overseer or we're just a lay follower Mm -hmm. if we know the truth and we don't
1: Spread that, or
2: mm-hmm. do it. We're going to be held to a higher standard than those who didn't know it. I guess we're it, gonna we're gonna be held accountable. Whether that's whether that just means we we get one less Jim in the crown, whatever that means, you yeah. know exactly. See, and I've,
0: like all of that, like, and I've heard that before. Like what he just said, another Jim in, the, in the, crown. the crown, or or held to a different level. Um, in in, in when when the kingdom is finally brought to fruition, um, that people who have you know who've done the you know, done the right stuff. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't know way to, to articulate this correctly. So if I screw this up, please let me know. You already screwed it up. Dang it. No, <laughs> so so um, welcome to my level. Exactly. You know? <laughs> um so I've I've heard that where you know, people who have, you know, basically been, you know, the priesters, right? Mm-hmm. Christmas and Easter Christians, mm-hmm. um, are held to a different level than the guys who are you know, I'm gonna take you for an example who have who've, you know, taken the fight to the front line. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that before. So that gives me some idea of of what this this judgment will look like. And I don't wanna to get too far off on the judgment piece and get into that whole thing, but I'm trying to figure out the
2: judgment piece is easy
0: because like regardless
2: of what we're held accountable to, right? We either have Jesus or we don't. Right. Yeah. Like that's the that's the final end piece of the judgment. Like whatever it looks like the actual that setting looks like the end is either you followed Jesus and you had him cover all of the things that you did that was against God completely or you don't and that that's i mean that is the that's the important bit right. of the judgment bit like i mean because we don't know what Right, the benefits or the differences are, are not that it even. It, it doesn't even matter. I mean,
3: it, okay, I mean, it might, I'm going to say that we don't we don't right. know what it looks like but it, to matter. I mean, right? I don't. I I would fight you that there's not enough scripture to even back that up. Right to back what up to back up your like a statement of like there's a hierarchy of well, I did and loved and shared and, you know, offered the gospel like I, the way I ought to, and this person just kind of showed up on Sunday morning and was a Sunday morning Christian. Like, the the hard li- the only hard line you really find in the text is believers and unbelievers. Right. right? And that's it. And, and John, especially sure. in his gospel, does a really great job of saying there's believers and there's unbelievers. There's no in-between. There's not gray area. This is a black and white statement. Either you believe— or you don't believe. That's it. And for everybody, their calling is going to look a little bit different in in the way they believe, or the way they um, or the way they don't believe. I want to throw this really crazy thought out there, and I want to make this statement: What if, what if that judgment for the way that we live, what if that is heaped upon us in this life? And
0: I've, to be honest with you, that's the way I've lived it. Yeah. What okay. do you mean, like well, a karma kind of?
3: No, mentality? and, and I, no. I'm not even saying that. Like, because this is one of those things where it could go work works based, right? So what? I want to, I want to say two statements here. Number one, when we're talking <laughs> about like hierarchy and like, oh, if I did my thing, I get more stuff, like in the next level. It makes me think Mormonism right away. Like. Right. Because yeah, that's, I'm not, that's you, not what I'm trying to say either. Yeah, you right? live right, then you inherit this kingdom, you get your own planet, you make your own people, like, you become God, right? That's not it. So right. that is not what God's going to offer. But I, I'm, I'm wondering, now this is going to be maybe a harder thing for me to explain. Maybe not. I, I think about it this way. The closer that I get to Christ, the more meaning and purpose I find in my life.
2: Sure. Mm-hmm.
3: And regardless of the hard things that come, I see meaning and purpose in those things and I find joy. Even when I'm sick or I'm sad or I lose a loved one or or things like that happen. Like my heart aches for a lot of people who don't know Jesus. My heart aches for a lot of people who I perceive think they know Jesus but aren't aren't really bearing the fruit, right? Sure. So like I, I just wonder if if that becomes the judgment we face. Like for some of the the milk toast. Christians, And that's hard for me to even say, right? But I'm going to say it. I just did. So I'll say it again. (laughs) Like, for some of the people who just show up on Sunday morning to to listen to a message and then go about living their lives, what meaning and purpose do they have, right? Don't you feel empty? Don't you feel a void in your life? Don't you feel like, man, I've been made for so much more? And do you end up at the end of your days like, wow, I just kind of puttered along right there See. and 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 just really didn't find the joy that I thought I should find, right? So I, I just wonder if maybe that is where we find the the quote unquote judgment piece is we are missing the grace in this life and so we're experiencing the hardship of a broken, fallen, sinful world. Mm-hmm. And and granted i believe right but i am not really all in. i've not really gone all in and we could fight that a little bit too right but
2: we could fight that a lot of I, it,
3: <laughs> I i believe and so all right i make my way into heaven and there's joy and i'm transformed and 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 my eternity is just as good as the guy who dedicated his life to ministry for 30 years who faced all kind of hardship and yet all the while he found deep meaning and purpose and left a legacy in this life and and all of those incredible things. So that's my two cents on my, on some on some of this. And I'm not saying that's right my, either. My
2: but. my thing is is like with when it comes to I I anytime that I say judgment, I do not mean condemnation. <sighs> right? Because I am not I'm not the one who decides whether you're saved or not. Right. I am however called To say, hey, you're not acting like a Christian. Right. You're not acting like Christ. You're a brother of mine, and that's what I'm called to do. Just like you're called to do that to me.
3: Are we called to do that to every person who claims Christ? Or are we called Maybe not Are we called to do that to our our sphere, our church, our congregation, our circle of believers?
2: I think it depends on your influence, right? I mean, that's okay. your your sphere of influence is is maybe a little bit higher than than my sphere of influence, right? Because your sure. your well, I guess technically by scriptural standards, we're both overseers, right. um, But but like John Cooper mm-hmm. Skillet, right? His sphere of influence is much larger than our sphere of influence. Sure. So the people that he would be able to reach and call out. Mm-hmm are different than the people we would be able to reach and call out yep they may be higher ups right quote unquote higher ups as in like the christian famous people right the famous (laughs) christian people you know like i don't know how to say that like uh, he calls them the christian elites right like Uh the people that are writing books the people that are leading mega churches like the people who are in christian bands that we all know you know like stephen curtis chapman like if he's screwing up or something i would see that somebody if somebody in his own church didn't do that uh, john cooper being called to call him out and vice versa because yeah. they're in that same sphere of influence so uh, maybe maybe that's uh, you're you're right maybe yeah. that's it however in in the context of where we're at like we are i'm not gonna call an orange uh, an apple i will yeah. not do it like, if you're not acting like a Christian, yeah. if you're not acting like Christ, which I'm not saying I've got it all together, right? I, I, I would yeah, never say listen. that we'll I... Just listen to last week's but, episode, we know. Right, I know, like, I'm, I'm a mess last week, right? I'm a mess every week. You can, <laughs> as long as you've been listening, you've known I'm a mess. But, <laughs> but I, I, I can't, I can't be like, well, you know, you, you come to church on Sunday, ooh, do you know Christ? Right. Like... Are you living for him? Are you living like him? I can call you out on that. I can't say that you're not a Christian. Yeah. Sure, and yes, you may go to heaven, just as I do. Mm-hmm. But if you're not living it, I'm called to call you out on. It. Do right? we need like, to earn the right wow. to call people out?
0: Yeah, that's what. That's my but question. I mean, yeah. I mean, how how far do you go with that? I yeah. mean, because you run but yourself. But
1: how else do you call out false teachings?
0: Well, but okay. you but you uh, can, hold on. Think, but you can. I think that's can... a little bit different. You can scripturally back that up on a false teaching issue. Okay. But mean, you got it. There's a, there's a tightrope right there. If you're going to be saying, going up to somebody and saying, Hey, I don't like the way you, you know, you're not living out of your Christian life because you don't do X. Because I'm going to get real defensive yeah. and go, Well, you're not doing Y, so you suck sure, too. Sure. No, no, no. no I, I get that. I get that. But showing up at church
2: on Sunday and not doing anything the rest of the week. I mean, if you're not if I think, you're not living like Christ the rest of the week, let's put it that way. Okay, okay that's an easier way to say okay. that. Okay, If you're not living like Christ the rest of the week, right, you show up at church on Sunday, and you have no care to have a personal study. If I know you well enough to know that you're not having a personal study, then I'm close enough to be in your sphere of influence. Sure. I don't care if we're friends or not. If I'm close enough to you that I know that you're not doing a personal Bible study every—not uh, every day, but— on a regular basis, like
0: I'm close enough to call you out. Yeah. But I know, I I mean, you know what I mean? I'm
3: I'm thinking about the Matthew 18 approach here. Right. And, and for those of you that might not be familiar with that, it's where Jesus offers kind of this method for, for approaching people who aren't, aren't living at the, as they ought to. Right. It's It's first you approach your brother and you let them know, hey, something's off here. And then if they don't listen or change anything, then you take a couple people from the church, right? Mm -hmm. A couple elders. And if that doesn't work, or you take a couple others, a couple other witnesses. And then if that doesn't work, then you take the elders of the church, like the brass, right? And then if that still doesn't work, then you just determine that, hey, this is not, you're not living right. And until you want to figure that out, absolutely you're you're not a part of this right and so, i think we're
2: also missing another piece <clears throat> the love factor of it yeah like i know that last week i got pretty and, and in here i get pretty you know heated. frustrated and heated and all of that stuff but like in practice it looks different it does in here it's like it's it's something that i'm letting off steam i'm i'm I mean, I mean if you guys have been listening for any amount of time at all you know that this is a round table discussion type thing we're sitting around literally sitting around a, a an ovular oval shape ovular ovular, ovular shape i don't is that know a if word? it's a word you know what i'm googling it, it it's, it's a word enough it, it is now um, does that mean you ovulate no <laughs> oh. no it's an oval shaped table okay it's circularish um and, That's and why it's shaped we're like just, an egg. <laughs> we're just being wow, and I derailed us. Um, anyways, so it, it's it's us just being raw at the same time as as we're we're diving in into the word too, but I I absolutely think that in in practice, for instance, I talked about it last week. Whenever whenever you approach somebody who is either doing something wrong or or has called you out on something and in i don't want to say without knowing the full scripture of it right right and you go to correct them you should absolutely do it in a loving manner Mm -hmm. and and if you can't do it in a loving manner you shouldn't be the one calling them out on it right like it shouldn't it should all be done lovingly now do I say that I do that perfectly ever? No, not necessarily. But
1: He's not very good at it. <laughs> Actually, I'm
2: really good at it, just not in my closest relationships. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's there it. we go. <laughs> so, I mean, there is a love piece to that too, right? Like Everything calling, is calling supposed people, to be done in love. Right. right? Calling people Everything. out on things should shouldn't look like you're a terrible person. It yeah. should look like, hey, dude,
3: you're a terrible person and you know, you're going to hell.
2: It, it should look like, "Hey dude, you What's up with you missing your your you know, your quiet time? What's going on? What's what's up with that?" Yeah. Like that's the way it should look, right? And I know that I don't do a very good job of expressing that that's the way it should look in here, but I mean that's that's it's clearly That's that's the scriptural way to do it. I mean, you know, we're supposed to approach people with kindness and gentleness and 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 grace and and mercy and and show them the love that Christ has shown us, even in correction and and calling them out on things.
3: Would you go as far as to say, let's follow along in the Matthew eighteen approach to correction? Would you say, all right, I had a conversation with you. Now I'm bringing other people. Yeah. All right, now I brought other people. Now I'm bringing the elders. All right, now you're just—I'm going to treat you like an unbeliever. Here's the thing: I
2: would—I yeah. would even when it gets to that final step, I'd be like, "Look, man, we, I don't—I don't know what else to do, but this is what Scripture says for us to do. And I love you, and i am sorry that this is the way things need to be, but man, you got to get your life together. Like, and—and so, and I would feel totally okay so, doing that. I want to get really crazy,
3: but that- you go ahead
1: that has actually happened here in this church before any i mean when i was probably in high school mm-hmm. there was a group that was causing problems and somebody talked to them about it didn't nothing changed a couple more people went and talked about them then the eldership went and talked to them and then they took it up in front of the congregation and told them these people don't listen to what they have to say because they're trying to pull you away from god basically and at that point it's, it's and as much for they the were there the too. people were there listening to this being said about themselves and I was like, wow, that took some guts <laughs> to do all of that stuff. But it was what needed to happen at that point because they were trying to cause division and among the church and cause problems. And that's,
2: that's that final step, right? Yeah. That's, that's the important part about the final step, two things, and, right? Like, and they did the... tell them,
1: they said, it's not that we think, you know... Are we you're saying that you like you you're not a Christian or anything? It's like you just this is not the church for you. You need to go somewhere else if the, you're going to be causing these problems and stuff. There's other churches you can go to. Right. The overseer. The overseer's job. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and I've seen the opposite happen where a preacher was there was people causing problems in the church and the preacher was like, "Well, I can give you a, if you want to sit on your butt in the pews. Here's the list of churches and listed like three or four churches in the community that you can go and sit down." And of course somebody called some of those churches and told them what he said and he got calls back and he said, Well, was I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> and got hung up on. Yeah. But there was there was definitely two different approaches to to those things. One was in the Christ way and one was not so much in the Christ way.
2: The the thing with that last step is is, is twofold. I think that one it's to protect the congregation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean there's an important bit in that. That it, and that's why there's multiple steps. It's not just a boom, escalation to craziness, right? Like, there's, there's a process to it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they obviously aren't going to correct the actual issue that's in their life that's causing them to, to cause problems and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you don't want the rest of the congregation falling down that same path. Yep. The other thing is you cannot get to that spot and slam and lock the door. Correct. There should be... Maybe, maybe the windows open. Maybe they're outside, but there no lock, yeah. right? There, there should never, ever, ever be that you can't come back. Yeah. I mean, that's that goes against what Jesus taught, in in my opinion.
0: Anyway. But how granular do you get with that? All right. I mean, I, th- it, I think that's a good question. Um. So we, you know, because again. Sure. Just sitting here, we're, we've talked about two different scenarios, and it feels like we're trying to we're trying to mash them together. Mm-hmm. Um, one, we're talking about a congregational problem or a church issue—you know, somebody causing issues within the church that's, that's creating turmoil. And the other side is a very personal issue when you're talking about correcting somebody because they are not performing certain acts. Me, Hold on, okay. So certain acts. Or, or certain things at home to mm. further their relationship with Christ. Now, you know, so, again, that's my question, is how okay. granular do you get? Me I mean, you. as a buddy of, if, if, if you know, as a, if I'm hanging out with my Christian buddy, and all of a sudden, you know, he's, he starts to build some separation between us, he doesn't call as much, blah, 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 you know, and I start to go over, and I'm seeing liquor bottles all over the place, or I'm seeing something that's not right, Yeah, I'm going to set him. you know, hey, man, let's go for a ride and and talk, you know, and and then talk to him. But I don't think I'm bringing, if he doesn't correct, I don't think I'm bringing four or five people over from the church to sit down and talk to this guy. That depends. I mean, that depends, because if that guy, like, okay,
2: you're on the praise team, right? Yeah. You and I are buddies. Right. If I notice, okay, you're not doing your quiet times and things are starting to get distant and all of these different things, that is, I, I call you out right? You don't want to correct it or you choose not to. And you keep doing that. Then I bring people like that whole process is because y- you're seen as an influence and a leadership in the church. E- even, even, even as a bass player, <laughs> right? I mean, seriously, but, but, I, and you're right. There is, there, each, each situation is going to be different, right? And that's why we were given this this uh thing called reason and logic and and brains and why we as leadership really should should know the right way to handle these things so that we have discernment in them as well i mean not everybody is necessarily going to be needing that whole group and then eventually pushed out but if you're a leader in the church in any fashion you should be held to that that standard of you know, okay, this is going to cause problems because you are you will lead from a point of not having a relationship at that point. Right, but again, you
0: know? you're, you're you're still you're still going back to this congregational. I was I was trying and, to bridge the gap, though, is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, but I mean, in in our in, a, in actually and everybody in this room, our case is a little bit different because we are forward facing people to the congregation, and absolutely, we should be held to sure. a different standard. Um, only because if we, if we deviate, right, if we get caught up in something we're not supposed to, we diminish the work that we're, that's trying to be performed here. I would say every volunteer, anybody uh, who volunteers on any level. Okay. Well, I mean, we can go there. All right. And I don't want to get too far down, down a rabbit hole. But what I'm saying is, is the Joey, Joey blue collar guy that comes in, um, he he does his thing on Sunday and he leaves right. How granular do we get with going up to this guy and going, "Hey man, do you have any quiet time at home?" No, you know? no, no. no. <laughs> <And> that's, <laughs> that's not it, right? Because
2: that's that's at that point, that person hasn't hasn't bought in. That person right. hasn't bought into. To groups, they haven't bought into a deeper study and relationship. They haven't bought into uh, our our culture, right? We we they're not necessarily within that sphere of influence yet.
0: Well, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't go to group. Okay, I don't sure. go to small group at, on Wednesday. I just don't. No, Mostly but you're
2: you're a part of what we would consider a group as leadership. Like we've we've had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. You're a part of the praise team, which acts as a group. We have prayer. We have some some devotional teaching we have what do you consider next steps like we're gonna be meeting this time this next week we're planning um and i mean we're we're worshiping you know so you're a part of a group you're not a part of a group that necessarily sits around and reads the bible together i mean you are we do we we read the bible we Mm. we do devotionals um it just it not every group looks like a discipleship group, okay. or it doesn't necessarily look like your stereotypical Bible study but you are a part of a group I mean right. that was something that because I was like dude I don't know that I could take on another group you know right. like because I've got these things that I'm part of and at that time they were like the leadership was like you know you're you are a part of a group you this is a group and you meet you know and Discuss and and you are growing together, you know. And
0: I I guess okay, I I guess I can qualify. And and for for like quiet time for my own personal Bible study, uh, I I can't stand reading books. I can't. I mean, I literally fall asleep. Mm -hmm. So I like to listen. I listen too. I listen. I listen to great. You know, I listen to other preachers. Sorry, Nick. Um, I do too. (laughs) (laughs) I even listen to my Bible be read to me. Yeah, I love the. I love to have the Bible read to me. I, I listen in the morning when I'm getting my, my stuff ready and, and I'm trying to just get get my head together. Um, so I think, I don't know. I don't, I forgot where I, I've, I kind of lost track of where I'm going. I just think that we have to be careful about when we're starting to approach people about getting quiet time. I I don't know, man. It's, it was just, I'm, I'm afraid if, of alienating, look, I guess. You can tell if somebody's not being saying. fed. Yeah.
2: You can tell if somebody's not being fed, man. Like you can tell when people aren't, Getting, I mean, especially if you've known them for any time at all, right? You can tell the difference between when something's missing and when they got it going. Mm -hmm. You can tell that difference. They're different people. Like, even if it's minute, if you know the person, I think that's it, right? Part of it is you got to know the people. And it depends on where it's coming from. Like, pastor might be able to get away with approaching somebody that they don't know quite as well about something that's going on. Not necessarily, um, but it, it should be the people that are your peers that are approaching you first. Mm-hmm. That should be the first step, is peers. And that's, I think that's why we push groups, right? And I think that's why we, we want people to be in discipleship together, is because that is where you grow, that's where you keep accountability, and that's the first step. Like, you don't have to get it to that next step until they're just, they don't want it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the other key too. Is it's not just tripping up, right? It's not just stumbling. Ah, I'm I, I I broke my sobriety length. It's I don't I don't I just don't want to. I don't want to I don't want to work on it. Mm. And then that's when you bring in that second person or that couple people, and you're like, look, this is an intervention. You this is something we're seeing. We need you know what. However, that has to look for that situation. But you know what I mean. That's when that happens. Not the Screwed up again.
0: But I will say one thing where the church does fail um, is that, and I know this from a personal experience, that if if somebody stops coming to church, there is no Mm follow-up. I have very rarely been to a church where, you know, I stopped going to that particular church, Mm -hmm. and somebody from that church has picked up a phone or sent an email or anything and said... Hey you know we noticed we, you ain't here just checking on you making sure you're okay I mean even with the, uh, the, the CMA, the Christian Motorcyclists Association that's part that should be part of our gig is when we start seeing people who don't quit showing up mm-hmm. we should be picking up that phone so' it's, it's not oops it's not church-wide I think it's ministry if, if I can say that right if it's ministry-wide mm-hmm. where people aren't doing the follow-up and I think um, if we're going to concentrate on anything, I mean, I, I feel in my heart that's probably where it needs to really start. Is mm-hmm. the, is that is that reaching out to the people who are just seems like they're falling away? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm completely it, off it's base. It's a really
3: fair point. I and it would change a lot of dynamics. Yeah. I mean, it mm-hmm. it really would. The challenge in that is once you get to a certain size, like how, it's, do, you, it's, how do you do how it? How do you do it? Yeah. yeah. And. And maybe that is the point, that you get to be to a size where you can't do that, and maybe that means your church is too big. And there's been a lot of, a lot of discussion on different ways to, um, to help with that. So obviously the, the push to get in a group is something um, you know where you've got 12 people in a group, 15 people even in a group, you start to hold one another accountable Mm. for things and it becomes a lot harder to not be seen. Mm. Some people want to not be seen so they don't do the whole group thing. Uh, Or if you serve like that becomes uh, an easy way that, that happens. Some churches, big churches, what they do is they take a like a a section host approach. So um, they'll have leaders that are assigned to certain sections of their auditorium and those leaders are, their, their objective is to get to know everyone that sits in their section because people are creatures of habit. you'll likely sit in the same exact spot every single week in the same exact area with the same exact people in the back corner or whatever it is. Um, so a section host could get to know all of you know your 30, 40 50 people and then you can you can engage with them when you don't see them.
0: yeah so, I, I, and I tell you be, um, and I say that because I can just think about all right you know, I, just from a personal aspect, okay, I haven't been to church in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to go back. What are these people going to think of me? Right. Right. Um, you know, I then three weeks turns into three months. Well, I can't go back now, you know, because, you know, people are really going to think, you know, where's this guy been? And then three months turns into a year and it's like, well, now I definitely can't go back because then I'm starting all over again. And, you know, I'm going to have to, it's that weird, uncomfortable feeling with having to get back in the swing of things it makes sense i think a
1: lot of that is mostly in people's heads too at least from what i've I've seen here because like i've seen people that have not come for a long time and they come back and it's like people act like they never left they said we missed you know they say we've missed you whatever and you know how you doing like but at least the culture here seems to be more of like a yeah and, the non-judgmental, like what it, it you, is,
0: it is. But I think the, the vast majority is not exactly. Like well, yeah. well, and it's not even that. Yeah. And, and when you say it's 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 a head thing, it's, that's absolutely correct. And I'm that's what I'm saying is if 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 the church can find, not just this church, mm-hmm. but all big C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and,
3: and I, the hard part, the other hard part of that is if people don't connect, you know? Correct. Like we, when people are in groups or on serve teams, I saw that with Lizzie. We, when, when COVID happened, she had mass exodus in children's ministry, right? Because that's always the hardest one, and it's always the one where people try to run from whenever they get a moment. And <laughs> she, so she continued to follow up with her group, and it wasn't nagging, I don't think. Um, but it might have been. I don't know how often <laughs> she communicated with those people, but she just would periodically send a message. Hey, how you doing? Thinking about you, um, you know, Miss Senior. And I I would say that paid off, at least in in one perspective. There's a, a woman who was in a hard spot. She uh, served to some capacity on our, our children's ministry team. She'd help with check-ins and stuff like that. And she was going through a, a bad divorce. COVID came, it was her... I can step away. Lizzie kept following up with her every couple of months. And just recently she started coming back. And so I'm like, wow, that's a huge win. Uh, we had another family, kind of a similar situation. COVID happened. Every, you know, that was the out for everybody. I'm going to step away. A big family. They, um, Somebody in the family just got baptized right before we ended up. We ended up shutting the doors for those six weeks. Um, and... They'd just gone through our, our like new members class and, and they were were involved in serving in some different capacities and life happened. And so for the better part of a year and a half, we didn't see him. And there was another, the, the ministry leader just kept following up. Hey, how, how are you doing? Just thinking about you. Just want you to know we're praying for you. Do you need anything? And the whole family came back. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's not as hard when you start to break it down and especially when it's people who take the step from from being a, a seat sitter to um, engaged in some capacity, um, whether it's whether it's serving or um, whether it's um, groups or. I mean, we have ways to track giving, too. Is it wrong if we reach out to somebody that hasn't given in six months and, and are like, hey, just noticed you're, you know, you're not really— you haven't engaged with us for a little while and just want to make sure everything is okay? So I don't know. That might be a, wrong, a step too far because we're, we're not just after them because they give, but it is a pretty substantial test of how invested are you in the ministry, and if you're not invested anymore— how how's your walk going right like, it's cool if you want to give to another church fine if you want to go to another church cool but i just want to make sure you're connected with jesus like that's my only concern
0: mm-hmm.
2: and does there need to be some reconciliation with us sure we do something wrong sure now. yeah,
0: that,
3: yeah. That's important too. yeah so i want to i want to I maybe play devil's advocate for a minute i don't know how far devil's advocate this is going to go but when you go through this process in matthew 18 you know the last step in all of that is Is you treat them as an unbeliever, and you kind of, what does what does it even say? It says, um, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector, so somebody who's not got any affiliation with your church. How did Jesus
2: treat those people?
1: Hmm. Yeah,
2: with more love and more compassion. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Wow.
1: So you start out the process that's all, kind of I mean, so you basically yeah, restart the whole process all that's, over that's again really,
0: that's that's trippy. really intense yeah. yeah that's trippy because uh, you know I, when you said treat them as a pagan or a tax collector that was con- immediately it just brought a, a negative connotation to it I'm mm-hmm. like well you mm-hmm. go and push them out of the way and move on with your life but well, nope nope <laughs> that's a, the exact opposite reaction of what we're supposed to have yeah. and I mean
2: shouldn't the opposite then also be true which is that for those who are in the church, shouldn't we hold them to the standards that Jesus did? Sure. Like, if you're if you're in the church and you're supposed to be acting like a Christian, and yet you constantly aren't, he was throwing over tables. I'm not saying that we should throw over tables. I'm saying shouldn't we then approach them?
3: Let's Let's think about it this way. Too. Okay, so you. You kind of have three groups that Jesus is dealing with. Okay. You have group, group number one, which are the pagans and the tax collectors. Right. Okay. Unbelievers, not affiliated with anything, just kind of lost in their sin. Yep. Group number two is you've got his disciples, and you've got the people who are following him. Okay. Group number three is you've got the religious elite. Right. So you've got these people who are self-righteous. Maybe we could go that far as to say that. Um, maybe not, because they're still making the sacrifices and following the letter of the law. Right. But they obviously were blind to the fact that the Messiah was standing right in front
2: of them, even though they
3: should have recognized him when he came.
2: So... Or they rejected it, not necessarily blind to it, even.
3: Or that, yeah. Could it be? I mean, you had a couple guys who...
2: That's said ...who were
3: moving in the right direction, Right. right? Nicodemus, Joseph Arimathea, like, these guys were Pharisees. You got Paul later on, like, these guys were Pharisees. And Jesus showed up, and they were like, hmm, I think there's something to this guy. I think I need to follow this guy a little bit more, right? And they did. So um, you don't really know where Nicodemus' walk took him. We know that Joseph Arimathea had enough compassion to be like, well, I've got this tomb, and I'm going to anoint the body of Jesus, and I'm going to put him in this tomb that belonged to me, which was kind of a... Substantial burial that was offered to him at that point, so you've got some of those things moving along. So you've got three groups, and I think sometimes we take we combine the two groups, right? We we look at we look at the disciples and the religious people all in one group, and then you've got the the pagan.
2: I would say the Jewish lay people that would probably be like because that's how I think of like the church too. Is like you've got the people who aren't in leadership, yeah. And then you got the people that are in leadership. Yeah, and, and so. so
3: who who was Jesus most harsh with? It was leadership. the religious leaders right. of the day, right? Mm-hmm. So that, you know, when we're going to call on on rebuke and we're going to make a statement, that ought not... Number one, I don't think it should be public. Jesus made it public because he could make it public. But for us, I don't right. think it should be public. If we've got a problem with the way... That we see somebody is is leading a church that is giving a bad name to the the body and the bride of Christ, I think that's where we're called
2: to step in. Uh, if if it's, I, I would think that. I I don't know. Well, what do you mean by public? Because that that's important too. Like if I think if that,
3: I if I get on TikTok and just yep. say hmm, this church over here. Um, First Baptist Church, right, because every every place sure. has First Baptist. First <laughs> right. Baptist Church is, they're a bunch of heretics and raving lunatics because they um, they aren't preaching the Trinity the way that they ought to be preaching the Trinity, right? Or baptism, they don't think is all that important because they're a bunch of Baptists, and they I don't would, think it's important, I would even assume though the word Baptist meaning, is in, the ba- in Baptist, right? I would assume so, that
2: you're meaning... You're doing that in a loving way, and not as flippantly as you're you're doing it here. Cause, sure, because I mean, obviously, like even calling yeah, somebody, I'm, I'm out. I'm being a little flippant with it. Yes, calling somebody out, it's got to be loving any way you get right. it, right? So, like, I would say if you if you've already reached out to them about the problem, then being like, "Hey, this church is not doing things right," yep. it is the right way to go. Yep. If it's Joe Blow's church over here, the First Baptist, uh, wherever you are. Yep. Yeah, I think that it's okay to, to then name drop. Yep. Right? But, I mean, if it's outside of your sphere of influence, I mean, we're all called to our sphere of influence. Yep. I mean, you can only influence the people that are in your area, right? Like, not true. Because it's online, too, is, is now a big thing. But that's the people that you're called to, right? Is the people at... I don't know how to say it besides your level, right? Like, I mean, like Mega Church, not going to probably listen to (laughs) Pastor Nick of Little Rise Christian Church, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you've got some influence and connections, but maybe, but probably not. Um, (laughs) But, but Tony Evans gets on there and is like, hey, you're, you're stepping out of line. Yeah. And they just don't. Tony Evans has, I think, every right to be like, hey, this leader yeah. is not preaching the gospel yeah. okay. and is not true to
3: it. Let's throw a little bit of a healthy way that this happened like, and something that is very public now. So I, I know we've talked about Rise and Fall Mars Hill in the past. Um, who? Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. I didn't know who it was until I listened, listened to the podcast. To the podcast. It, it's Mar- called The Rise and Fall. Mark Driscoll. Big pastor out in Seattle, okay. mega church, um, toxic environment. Really great podcast for anybody involved in the church, really at any level. Uh, really great podcast. Um, kind of hard to listen to at, at moments, but yeah. so you've got this this guy, really influential leader in the late nineties, early two thousands to mid two thousand tens, um, and you've got him being surrounded, like megachurch guy, right? And then you've got a lot of other megachurch influence. You've got guys like John Piper who were in the same denominational vein as him and um, John MacArthur and, uh, or some of the other big, Matt Chandler, um, Acts 29. So you, you've got this guy who, who, in a lot of ways, some of his negative behavior was being affirmed by some of these other leaders. Uh, James McDonald, he's one that is mentioned often in that same that same vein, too. Um, so his negative behavior was in some ways being affirmed, which was not a good thing, right? Hurting the bride of Christ. Then you go find some of these other leaders— are having the same negative behavior, which is probably why they're affirming some of the bad behavior. So you've got some of these guys. And by the way, like I've, I've got pretty substantial respect for a lot of these church leaders as well. Like I, I listen to or watch or read material from, from many of these guys. And so as I read materials from these guys, like you kind of read it with like one eye open and, and one eye shut. Um, but, it got to a place where things got toxic and this church planning network acts 29 which was pretty influential had a lot of other um, very influential church leaders that were a part of it they said look we can't agree with the things that you are doing we've tried to reach out we've tried to help you find correction in your actions and you refused it we are pulling our support you cannot be a part of our board you cannot wear our name anywhere you go you you are you're beyond redemption at this point it like from from their perspective until he would have a public apology you know admit that he was wrong in some of these places and and take the steps necessary in order to find restoration and so i think that's a really good public way of like a good example for a public way that some of these things happen other church leaders holding other church leaders accountable um and then when when they aren't, whatever influence you have with one another, then you obviously have to separate that influence. so in their in their instance, it was all right, you can't be a part of this network of churches and whatever resources we have and the publications that we put out and and the way that we are able to promote what's happening in the kingdom through our works, you can't be a part of that anymore. Okay, they've gone through the steps. they've approached them. Um, one-on-one, they've approached him with a group, they've approached him with the, the the total group, the church that he's a part of, and now we're going to treat you like a pagan and an unbeliever and a tax collector. So we're going to give you grace, but until you figure things out, you're not really a part of what we're doing. So there is some healthy way that I think that happened with that too, and and, and I hope that's getting to the point where we are at. Now, that, just doesn't, that does also doesn't give us license that at any level when we don't know the situation or the circumstance, kind of where we were before, to be like, well, you're not doing all these things right. That's the whole, you got to take the plank out of your eye before you get the speck out of your brother's too. You're not doing all these things right, and so you've got no lot in what we're doing here. And a lot of times, especially new believers who are very excited about their belief, Um, feel like they got to be jesus police and that is completely that is incredibly toxic to any environment
2: because it's approached unlovingly right every time and that's what i'm saying like we have to figure out how to bridge that loving loving correction it's not a you're doing all these things wrong it's a hey what's going on Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. a conversation not a judgment call and Um, i know that now I've used that was word it? in several different ways, and everyone's confused, <laughs> and including myself. That's but, cool, man. It's like, well, but, it's like the word day in scripture. Yeah, well, day. Yeah, was, right. Who knows? Yeah, you know, yeah. And earth, actually, yeah. is, is was it, used. Derek, in...
1: was it you, or was it Will that was part of that group that was pretty much just ragging on Driscoll? We
2: were. Well, it wasn't Driscoll. Well, it oh, was, it, wasn't it was It was the other guy, uh, Furtick. Furtick. Yeah. Furtick. And what, there was three the of us that were a part of yeah. that group.
1: <laughs> and had to leave. Because and all
2: I was in it for less than a day, because it was toxic. Yeah, it, was it was all just smear. Yeah. And that's, that's that's part of the problem with the way things are done a lot of times mm-hmm. in public mm-hmm. is it becomes a smear. And mm-hmm. it's not, that's that's not corrective. It's because that Your gets lives, ratings, that,
3: that, man. That's right? that's
1: all yeah. that was sure. happening so, in that sure. group was negative stuff. Yeah. And it's like, but
2: at that step of public, like, it, we should, as the church, we should be the leading people in the, hey, look. We love you. You just won't, you won't change. If you do, this place is always, you know, this is always a hospital for for sinners, right? Mm-hmm. This is always a hospital for sinners. But until you until you realize that, like, you just can't. Yeah. Like that is the approach. And I, like I, like I said before, I know that doesn't come off as how I approach things on this podcast, and. A part of that is, you know, hoping for viewers maybe? I don't know, I'm, <laughs> I, I get passionate, right? But, but in practice, that's, that, that is the process. Uh, we should be going through and being like, dude, what's going on? Not like, how dare you? You know, yeah. like, and I, and I know that some of that has been flippant, but that's the important part mm-hmm. in all of this, is that, that the, that's the problem, is that when the church goes to people, The problem is that it's been judge, 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 judge in the manner of you've done this, 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 and this wrong. Mm -hmm. But when I see judgment or judging Christians, whenever I see that talked about in Scripture and in the way that we're called to do it in correction, it's always relational and always loving. Mm -hmm. I mean, even at that final kick-you-out step, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. It has to be loving in order to be done right. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is hard, Hmm. especially with passionate people like myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I probably would not be the right person to go (laughs) up, to be called to go up in front of the church to be like, hey, this is what's going on. I probably wouldn't be that right person. Mm -hmm. But I might be the right person to be the second. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, we're we're all also... Called at different levels and different things to be pulled into different places. Yep. Like if I was gonna go to John Mankowski, right? That would be a one-on-one. I would feel comfortable going to John. Mm-hmm. But going to Mark, I—I I mean, actually, I probably would feel okay going to you one-on-one. <laughs> but but if if you were in a group and I got pulled in as that second. That might be the bet. You know what I mean. That might be the better route. I, Mark was a bad choice of bad choice of people. But you're excommunicated, but or Yay. I don't know somebody <laughs> else in the church. Somebody else in the church. Tom, whatever. I don't know. That was a bad one too. Um, anybody, if, if 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 any other guy in the church that I wasn't in close relationship with, I would be. I would be a decent second, right? But I probably shouldn't be the first person going to that person unless I'm the only person willing to say something. Mm-hmm. Which is important to factor into it, too. So I I think that it's not not a one thing applies to all. But there's an overarching idea that we have to stay within. And that is correction like that. Mm -hmm. It is the mindset of you're not doing things right. And in our mind, we have to know what those things are, but communicate it in a way of, hey, dude, what's up? Does that make sense? Yeah, I I I guess so.
0: It's, it, 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 you know, no, I I guess it makes sense. We really kind of sidestepped the the whole grace aspect of it, though, because we're still talking about correction. You know, okay,
2: but 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 you can't.
0: uh, uh, Grace is the coming to you in
2: a loving manner. You give grace to your kid. Right. I would agree with that. Is he right? Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, would, like, think I'm of a parent. If you right. would have not said in a loving manner,
3: like, grace, yeah, grace is all. The, why did Jesus come to give us grace, right? Mm-hmm. He came to us in a loving manner to tell us we're all a bunch of dirty, rotten sinners in need of a
2: Savior. Sure, mm-hmm. and those and, who don't accept him are going to hell. And he said that, too. Yep, he did. He did say that. I mean, so, that's, 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 that's the part that's also important, too, is that there is grace. And, and it's offered. Mm-hmm. And that is Jesus. Right. Like, we are to be, be willing to extend that extra patience, right? That, that is part of the grace part, mm-hmm. right? Is being patient with those people. Coming to them and trying to understand their situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be doing something wrong and have situational reasons for it, but it's still wrong. And it still needs to be addressed, yeah. but you need to understand the person's, place, where they're at. Yeah, we have I mean, to earn the right. That is part of the loving. We part. have to
3: earn the right to speak into their lives. Right to anybody's life. That that is the part that I think gets missed so often is we don't we don't get to that place where we've earned the right to speak into their life. We just go guns blazing and and yeah. we, we bring the judgment without the grace. we we, we hold accountable. To something that maybe we're not doing all that well, or to to a, some extent that that we've not earned the right to hold people accountable to. Right,
2: and, and I think the grace is getting to know, l- listening to their side of their uh, uh, in the correctionary mm-hmm. er, uh, process. Mm-hmm. You know, getting getting to know them. Mm-hmm. That's that's part of the grace. Getting to know them, regardless of what they look like, how they act outside of church, inside of the church. Like, those are the things that is extending grace. Right. Patience is extending grace in it. You know, like, being willing to go to that person in that loving manner, that is extending grace. Mm -hmm. You have to correct in order to be loving. It has to be done in a loving manner, but just like you would take to a kid. You see that this thing's going to hurt them, so you go and correct the action because you love them and it's going to be better for them. Should you blow thing. off the off the handles like like we all do sometimes? No. But you need to go to that person cuz that is what love is, is discipline and correction yeah. and that's part of it.
3: And it's incredibly hard as yeah. we see in our culture today because it takes grace takes grace. And I mean and um, right after Matthew 18, where we kind of spent a lot of our time today, it talks about the parable of the unmerciful servant. The one talks about the servant who has shown incredible yeah, mercy yeah. and then how he was unwilling to show mercy to someone who just wronged him just a little bit. Right. So we've got to recognize that we, first and foremost, we've got to go into the mindset of, I am a sinner in of yeah. grace. We've got to get off our own self righteous tirade and recognize, how would I want to be approached in all of this? And then we've got to take that that spirit of love and compassion and restoration and redemption into that conversation before we say a word. And if we can't do those things, then I don't believe we have the right. Then I don't go. believe we have the obligation either. So I think there's a point in your life, Derek, mm-hmm, where right. you Probably couldn't take grace and redemption and restoration into certain conversations. We all are at that. We all live at that point. But
2: that's the but that's the plank but, in our eye, right? right that's right. what it's talking about, right?
3: So I I that is certainly something that we have to recognize um, before we go into into that place of automatic correction correction mode. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna fix you because. <laughs> We didn't. Once again, that's
2: not the right approach. either. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: It's guys, husband, guys,
2: guys, husband, guys, husband, guys. That is husband. not the right approach, <laughs> men. Yeah. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: There's so much we could say about this because we live in in a culture right now that's confused grace and, and accountability and judgment. That's confused truth for yeah. opinion. And I mean, we could use any number of huge examples, i.e. what's happening with Disney right now and the, the hill that they're willing to die on. Um, and I listened to an awesome podcast yesterday that talked about uh, some of the, the st- statistics that are out there about LGBT kids and transgender kids and how how 80% of kids that claim transgender at some point in their life reverted back, quote-unquote reverted back to their, quote-unquote, assigned sex at birth um, later on just because your brain is not fully formed until you're in your mid-20s. And Mm -hmm. you don't have any comprehension of what any of those things are. So, like, all of that kind of stuff is, to me, is like we have a culture that's just saying... Um, that's confusing grace and judgment and accountability and all of those things and saying, well, you don't have the right to speak into these certain situations. And sometimes we don't, but we've got to earn the right. Are we willing to earn the right to listen? And sometimes sometimes it's better to say nothing, even though we have a culture also that says silence is violence, right? Sometimes the best thing that we can say is
2: nothing
0: right
3: and is live out as best as possible the grace that Christ has given to us
2: I am not Jesus with yep. that woman man yep I'm not I, I I struggle that's a struggle of mine I have no problem saying that I have a hard time saying nothing yep. like Jesus didn't say anything with the woman who was dragged out when being caught in adultery hmm. yeah he he had he said nothing yep. until everybody else was gone you know yep. and he didn't he didn't Talk to her at all until everyone else was gone. Yep. So I struggle with that. I, I have no problem saying that I struggle with that. Good narrative there for mm-hmm. a lot of different reasons, too.
3: Amazing how everybody else left her out to dry. All of the other quote-unquote sinners were willing to turn their back on her, but Jesus was the only one that remained. Yep. So something to be said about that, and how so often when we indebt ourselves to such deep sin and depravity, that all of the things and all of the people will betray us eventually, but Jesus is the constant. And we've got to look a whole lot more like that than the guys who are holding stones in their hand.
2: One thing to keep in mind is that we aren't Jesus, mm-hmm. so we're not perfect. And we don't always do things the right way. And and we should always be pointing back to Jesus in, in showing others, you know, and... And for those of you who may not be Christians out there uh, and are listening to this podcast like, these guys are real jacked up. Yeah, we are. (laughs) It's okay. We are. Like, that's what this is about. Mm -hmm. Is, yeah, we're all jacked up. But we know the one who has already forgiven us who wasn't jacked up. So, um, Grace, we can't perfect. Mercy, we can't perfect. And love, we can't perfect. But man we should we should strive to be as close to jesus in those things as we can so in in dealing with each other just remember that that you need love and you need grace and you need mercy we are called to 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 correct those who are in our immediate sphere um but if you're not doing it without love it's a banging gong you know it's meaningless and it's worthless and It'll only cause division. Um, we should not shy away from it because of that, but instead we should just take extra time and patience in doing things in a graceful and loving manner. So, thanks for joining us today. Um, email us at, at the truth, the truth response at gmail.com. We want to hear from you all. Uh, if you guys don't agree with us, send it in. We'll talk about it. If you guys agree with us, sweet we'll talk about it uh if you guys have a topic you want to talk about us to talk about send it in we'll talk about it we we are on edge waiting to hear from you guys and what you guys want to hear and and uh we're we're willing to approach almost any topic i don't see a topic that we we wouldn't approach nope Um, nope so we love you guys thanks and god's god bless
3: Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are all about the truth here. Thanks for joining us this week and God bless.